us be attentive. Brethren, see to it that no one makes a prey of you by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness of life in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. And you were buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the with you, the reader. shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them and at the end of eight days when he was circumcised he was called Jesus the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb and the child grew and became strong filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon him Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. 
And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Peace be to you who reads the good tidings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Happy New Year. <clears throat> it's not often that you have four huge things coincide in one day. The resurrection, the circumcision of our Lord, the feast of St. Basil the Great, and the new civil year. And uh, all four of them are very important. <clears throat> but I'm only going to talk about two of them. We'll talk about St. Basil the Great when we do the cutting of the Vasilopita, but now I wanted to talk about the circumcision of our Lord and its meaning, and also a little bit about how to apply that to the new year. So this is the eighth day after the feast of our Lord's birth. And according to the Jewish law uh, that God gave to Moses... Every male child on the eighth day, if they are going to be children of the covenant and place themselves under the agreement that God had with Abraham and all that comes with that, they would be circumcised on the eighth day and also named. Very important. Because today is not just Jesus' circumcision, but it's also the day that he received his name. The Orthodox continue that tradition of also being named on the eighth day. Even though we may have the name for our child and write out it on their birth certificate and call them that, officially that happens on the eighth day. Now why is that significant? Because this isn't something that people talk about on an everyday basis. But it's significant in the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because it's important for us not to forget that, yes, He is God. But what does that mean? It means that out of nothing, He has created everything that exists. That He sustains everything that exists. Every moment of time that it exists. Even time itself, He sustains. We just go through life taking so much for granted. But He has every one of the hairs on our head numbered. He knows every leaf on every tree. He knows every bird, every bug, every animal, everything. And 
All of it is sustained by His goodness and His love and His mercy. God is totally other. We can't even circumscribe Him. We can't fathom His depths in any way, shape, or form. We can't approach Him. We've never seen Him. We will never, ever, ever share in His nature or His essence. And yet, He loves us so much. He empties Himself to such a degree, and I mentioned this on the Feast of Nativity, that we can't fathom it. It's as St. John of Damascus says, it is unexplainable, it is unapproachable. There's nothing to compare it to. And so again and again we say that He was born in the flesh, that He was circumcised in the flesh, that He submitted Himself to all that we have in our experience for a very, very important reason. That He might take on our body. That He might take on our mind. That He might take our nature. That He might take our will. That He might take our soul. Everything that we are as human beings, that He might assume it so that He can heal it, so that He can sanctify it, so that He can deify it, so He can reconcile it back to Himself. So that there is now a union between God and man, man and God, that will never, ever be broken. An intimacy that is beyond what Adam and Eve experienced in paradise. Then, having sanctified and deified our nature, having stolen us from the curse of the law, He then ascends the cross, endures the passion, and dies as a human being that we might not die, but have life. He tramples down, destroys, defeats death. He overcomes sin. He overcomes all the effects of the fall so that we are free because He loves us. And all of this we are celebrating on this feast day of His circumcision in the flesh. Because He became a human being. You cannot become circumcised if you do not become a human being. And so we set this day apart. Again, to remind ourselves of this truth, of this reality. Because it is so essentially important to who we are as human beings, and how we understand ourselves, and what we see as our calling and our vocation and our very purpose in being. I can't tell you how important it is to say it again and again and again that we are called to be like God. That we are called to become partakers of His divine nature. Nowhere else will you hear this truth. But on the contrary, you will hear again and again in so many and varied ways that either you are a God in and of yourself or you are nothing. And either and both of these extremes are heresies and are dangerous. 
Most people walk around thinking they are gods. But some people walk around thinking that they are nothing. But we are called to be like God by God's grace. Something very different. The more we humble ourselves, the more God will exalt us. The more that we understand that we can do nothing on our own, but we abide in Christ, then all things are possible. It's in our own self-emptying that we become everything that God has created us to be. This is something very different than thinking that we are nothing, or thinking apart from God that we are God's. The other thing that's extremely important to remember today on this Feast of the Lord is that God, by becoming a human being, has trampled down death. I was thinking about this last night as fireworks and bombs were exploding all around my house. I felt like I was in Aleppo. That God has trampled down death. That what if I was in Syria? What if I was behind enemy lines? Would I fear death as a Christian? What does the circumcision of our Lord have to say to me about that? Isn't this why God became a man? That I actually walk on this earth without being afraid to die? Because death has been overcome. That the sting has been pulled out of it. That there is nothing to fear. But it is a Passover from this life to eternal life with God. And no sin. No sorrow. No sign. No pain. No separation. But life everlasting. Growing from glory to glory to glory. Jesus also on this day fulfills the law. And I love, there's a beautiful hymn, and, and the, the hymn that you, the version of the translation that you were singing was very different than the translation I had in my handout. But it literally says that Jesus, by becoming a man, God becoming a man, literally ransoms us from the curse of the law by fulfilling the law. Every letter of the law. And then the third thing which I mentioned is that he becomes Jesus the Savior. The name that the Archangel Gabriel gave to him. Remember that in antiquity, it's still true today, but we don't apply it. But it is very true 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born. That a name reveals the essence of the person. And Archangel Gabriel was the messenger of God, giving the name to the Son of God, who now is the Christ, Jesus. Because it reveals His purpose in this world as Savior, Savior of the world. And so all of this we remember today on this feast day, but we also remember it on the first day of the new civil year. A day which traditionally for Americans is a day that we think about what has happened the past year in reflection, trying to gain wisdom and experience and learn from it. And we think about the year to come that we have just crossed the threshold of. What am I going to do this year to grow? How am I going to change? 
What have I learned that has changed me and changed my perspective and my reality and my inner world that then reflects upon how I look at every decision that I make from here on out in this coming year? We call this a resolution. But in Orthodox jargon, we call it repentance. I would say that we really need to think about all that I have talked about, and there's so much more that is related to the feast of God becoming a human being, that we might become gods by grace, and reflect on that and how we can grow into the likeness of God a little bit more during 2017. Yesterday in the epistle reading, the Apostle Paul called Timothy to all of these beautiful virtues. And he said to set his sights on eternal life. Not just on temporal life, but on life without end in God's kingdom. To think about righteousness and kindness and justice and love and all of the things that we can adorn our soul with. So that when the day comes for us to say goodbye to this world, when we can take nothing of this world with us at all, we can take all of the virtues with which we have adorned our soul with us past the threshold of life, death, and eternal life into God's glorious kingdom. This This should be the criteria with which we think about our New Year's resolutions. But it should be based on what God teaches us on this beautiful feast day of His circumcision. Amen.